All right, everybody. Welcome to Billy and Devin Talk Sports Manliness. That's uh, BDSM for short. I am Billy, Billy Bosox. My friends call me Devo. Okay, and uh, well, we wanted to open up this uh, episode of BDSM talking about Kevin Durant winning the NBA MVP award today. Uh, my opinion, well validated. Um, LeBron James himself said as much. Uh, to start off, really, he's the league's leading scorer, and the team really relied on him for long stretches. Uh, when Russell Westbrook went down, obviously he came off to a slow start for the season because of his all blowing his knee out in the playoffs last year. So Kevin Durant kind of had to carry the team to start the season, and for long stretches, you know, towards the end when uh, Westbrook was getting nicked up. And uh, Diva, what are your thoughts? Well, I feel like, uh, you know, LeBron James seems like the logical choice, right? Like, just coming off of the, uh, you know, as a layman, I guess, LeBron James seems like the logical choice, but he has a lot of support that KD does not have. Yeah. Um, You know, Westbrook is good. I mean, he's got some decent players, but it's not like he's got two other superstars that are feeding him the rock and that he can dish to, so... You know, I, I, I like Kevin Durant. I've heard he's a really good guy. I've never met him, uh, so but everything I've read about him says that he's a good guy. Yeah, he, he, you know, we were talking about it earlier, and, uh, you know, he just, he seems like, he seems like a good kid. He's got the right mindset. He's not, he's not one of those uh, boneheads, if you will. Um, right, he ain't going to the script club. Yeah. And if he is, he's keeping it on the hush, <laughs> right. which is he the way to do it. Pac-Man with him. But um, you know, he's not—he's not out robbing people. He's not out dealing drugs or you know getting Bring high on guns. cocaine on a regular basis. He doesn't have a drinking problem. You know, he there's so guns many, at home. Yeah, there's—I mean, there's there's so many just athletes in general, not even just basketball, but athletes in general that they they take what they have for granted. At the end, you know, at the end of the day, you're playing sports for millions of dollars. You're playing a game for millions of dollars. The least you could do is carry yourself like a normal human being. Yeah, you can't act like you still live in the projects or live in the trailer park. It's a little bit different now that you're a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't be uh, Plaxico Burris shooting yourself in the leg in a New York uh, club. You can't be Gilbert Arenas and. Uh, I don't remember who he was. He was feuding with on the Wizards at the time. You can't yeah, bring guns to the facility. They got into arguments about playing spades on the airplane. Like they're yeah. banned from playing cards on the airplane now. Like, Come get on. real. Come on. You know, like get yourself together. And by all accounts, Kevin Durant is just not that type of guy. Uh, he's a team guy. Uh, I know when his rookie contract came up, he signed a team-friendly deal. You know, he could have taken a max deal, and. You know, he took enough that obviously he's well off. We can't say, well, he took a pay cut. He's making he fifteen, starving. sixteen million dollars a year, but he didn't. He didn't take the you know the maximum twenty, twenty-one million dollar to where he's taking up thirty percent of the cap just by himself, and they got to sign eleven other players. Um, so he gets it from that standpoint. You know, he's not going to do it all himself, or ideally, he's not going to. Uh, even though at times this year it seemed like he did. Um, he seems like a a, a down to earth, homely kind of kid. Um, Genuinely appreciative of the opportunities that have been afforded to him. Exactly, and that's, 
You know, exactly. that makes it easy to root for him. Exactly. And he's also, he's not one of these guys that's come to the league and he's just tried to skate by, skate by on the talent he was given. You know, there, there are guys out there that they're supremely talented, but they get to the NBA and think, well, just having the talent's going to get me there and I'm, I'm just going to get by on that. He routinely, you know, hones his craft. Every summer he's working out with LeBron. And LeBron has said as much, you know, they make each other better. You know, when when you have another superstar who can score in in any hundreds of different ways, it makes you better as a defender to try and stop that. And when you become a better defender and you're going against a guy who can play lockdown defense, it makes you a better offensive player because you're you're looking at ways you can lose that defender. Uh, you know, in the one-on-one game, uh, say you you know you're the guy who's taking the last shot with 10 seconds left. There's a good chance if the other team knows that they're putting the best defender on you. And the you fact that he's play. honed his craft with LeBron, it, the guy's dangerous. I mean, he's he's six nine and he's an extremely long six nine. Uh, there's a reason he has the nickname Durantula. I mean, his his arms and legs are just, you know, ridiculously long, um, and he moves like a guy who's five foot. You know, and and honing his craft and working so hard at it every summer, with, you know, a player who, by all accounts, is the world's best basketball player in LeBron. He's doing all he can to make himself a better player, and you know, you could you could make the case that he could have won MVP. Any of the last three seasons, really. If if LeBron's not in the league, you're probably talking about Kevin Durant for four three years or four, in a row. Yeah, yeah, three or four time MVP. So at this point, you know, he's if he's not the best player in the league, it, you know, you can make the case for either him or LeBron. You know, it's like I said, you, you can make the case for either. And not even and you know the MVP is not necessarily the the best basketball player in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have to bring value to your team as well. So, I mean, like uh, Tracy McGrady, for instance, he's uh, he's a good basketball player, I'm sure, when he's by himself, you know, uh, in his mansion. But then you put him on the court with other guys, and he just comes apart. Well, and his problem too. The thing with T Mac is he's always injured, and it's yeah. you know you could you could make the case that you know someone who's injured and his team tanks after he comes out really is the most valuable player in the league, but. You know, if you can't be there, really, how valuable are you? Right, exactly, exactly. If you don't have that longevity, so I'm glad. I'm glad Kevin Durant was able to uh, to pull that down. You know, the last guy who um, who won both the NBA uh, MVP and scoring title was Allen Iverson. So nice. He's he's in good company there. The yeah. answer. Um, did uh, I know I sent you the link for the? Uh, there's a YouTube video of a kid who is in Little League. Yeah. And they're intentionally trying to walk him, and the kid mashes it. Um, I never played organized baseball. I'm not exactly uh, someone you would describe as athletic, um, <laughs> but I know that you uh, did play baseball. And uh, if you get a chance, we'll tweet it out, uh, the video, so you guys can see it. Um, it's pretty awesome, and the kid really rips this, uh, <laughs> this thing out of the park. Yeah, and you know the thing, like, you, you have these intentional walks, and the idea is... The pitcher just, he tosses, he basically goes through the motion, tosses a soft pitch, you know, 
way out of the strike zone, way off the side of the plate so that a hitter can't get a hold of it and rip it 600 feet over the fence. Um, so when you miss, when the catcher puts his mitt out to the side and you miss that and you put it over the plate instead. On that soft pitch. Yeah, you're you're basically, uh, you know, you're signing your own death warrant, death certificate. You're just, I mean, that's it. You're asking for this guy to crush your pitch and just park it, you know, <laughs> 300 feet past the fence. And, you know, if you watch the video, this kid, at least from what, from the looks of it, uh, standing next to the catcher, is clearly growing. He's got 40 pounds on the catcher. Yeah, he's growing faster, let's say, than <clears throat> than the, uh, the kids his age and the kids in his league. Uh, so... Body maturity wise, he's got a little more pop. So he's we already had, a, the masher on the team. Yeah, exactly. And we had a guy like that uh, when I was playing, you know, in Little League growing up, who uh, I think he was two or three years older than me. He was in fifth grade, and this kid looked like a high school senior. Like he was just, and maybe he looked like that to me because, you know, I was in third grade, and he was just gigantic, and I was a little petite little kid. Uh, yeah, into work. eighth grade, but um, he was huge. He's he's just a big dude, and I think if he had grown anything from fifth grade to uh, senior in high school, he would have been completely physically uncomfortable because he just would have been abnormally large. Uh, if anything, he could have added muscle. But uh, this kid, I, he could crush the ball. You know, uh, we played it at this park, and it was a complex. Uh, where there was a baseball field, and beyond the baseball field, when you hit it past the outfield, <clears throat> there was woods, and the woods went probably 40 to 50 feet deep. On the other side of the woods, there was a gazebo, and on the other side of the gazebo was a tennis court. So you're talking this tennis court is probably a good 100, 150 feet, maybe 200 feet past this 215-foot outfield fence and there's one game this pitcher made the mistake of putting one right in his wheelhouse and this kid you know we're playing with aluminum bats so obviously the ball flies off the bat and he's big for his age as it is and he crushes his pitch and 20 minutes later we have some guy come over in his tennis gear with his tennis rack and goes hey guys is this your ball and we're all thinking holy crap man this dude just hit a pitch as a little leaguer hit a pitch 450 feet easily. Easily 450 feet. Like, would have been out at most major league ballparks to dead center. Like, he just, he crushed it. And so, you know, every once in a while they try to pitch around and they throw it in the dirt and uh, or throw it above his head. And when you're that good and they pitch around you like that, sometimes you get aggravated and you just say, screw it, I'll take a hack at it. And uh, another game, he golfed one out of the dirt. <laughs> and crushed it, you know, for a home run. And it's like, what more can you do? You know, it's not fair. It's not fair to the pitcher. You make the worst pitch you can possibly make, throw it in the dirt, it bounces the two inches off the ground, and he still crushes it. It's insane. And it's still in play, right? Like, I'm not, you know, 100% baseball guy, but if a pitcher yeah. puts one in the dirt in front of the plate and you take a heck at it, it's still in play. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and if you miss, it's a strike, and you look stupid for missing it. Because <laughs> it was in the dirt. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, fantastic. Um, I read, uh, I was read an article uh, yesterday, actually, about roughhousing with your kids. Yeah. Now, you and I both have a two-year-old, and um, the article basically goes to say that it's okay to roughhouse with your kids. Now, you know, it says you don't want to hurt them, but, you know, the Obviously. wrestling and the tossing and, you know, playing horsey, you know, and all yeah, those you things. Yeah, uh, you don't want to sneak attack and hit them with a steel <laughs> chair or anything like that. Right, exactly, exactly. You don't want to punch them, you know, right below the belt, even though he's wearing a diaper. It's still, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they basically they go on to say that it's a, it's a trust thing and it's helping the kids learn how to think on their feet and to make instant decisions about their balance and about trust. And what's and, coming at you. Yep, and it also helps them uh, develop borders, so like, uh, you know, little kids can get carried away. Yes. Right, and so my son Finn, he might get excited and poke me in the eye. Yep. Like Three Stooges style, and it's like, okay, then, well, I understand that you got excited, you poke me in the eye, but that's not what we do. Yep. Or he might go for a beard rip, um, you know, and it's just... You know, he just needs to know that we're just playing, so it helps them also kind of decide what's aggressive behavior and what's playing around behavior. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Do you uh, you roughhouse with uh, Junior? Oh, absolutely. You know, but I have my Wednesdays off with him where it's just me and him all day. And uh, what I like to do is he'll be distracted, you know, and be playing with his toys in his playroom or something, and he won't see me coming in the door. And I'll just come in and be standing there, you know, just give him a light shove. So that, you know, he falls on his butt, he doesn't hit anything, smack right. his head on the wall or anything. Just enough to catch him off balance, knock him on his butt. And it just keeps him on his feet. You know, like yep. he's, he's, he becomes more aware of his surroundings. You know, and it becomes, the more I do it, the harder it is for me to sneak up on him. Unless right, he's, he's just completely engrossed in a book or something with his back to me. There's no way I could pull it off. Well, once but, he realizes you're walking up, he starts giggling probably and like yeah, waiting for waiting for you to give him the old nudge. Oh, he can sense it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I, and he'll he'll brace for it, you know. So he 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 learns to adapt. I thought it was great. I um I throw mine on the bed all the time, you know, just a huge pile of pillows, and I just you know let them flop around on there, and then we roll around, and you know it's just uh it's good fun. I think it's good bonding for yeah. you know a, a father and son. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to continue to do it until, uh, you know, he punches me in the dick by accident or something, and <laughs> I, I really get hurt, because the chances are I'm going to be the one getting hurt and not him. Yeah, of course, because, you know, we're we're uh, we're doing our best not to, to right. do something that might hurt them, and they really don't know what not to do. Right, the so, trust. So they, know, they, they trust us not to hurt them. Maybe hitting Dad in the wiener, which <laughs> hearing a toddler say, by the way, is hilarious. But hitting dad in the wiener might be something that they think is, hey, this is a fun, you know, daddy falls over and, and he's crying. and This is funny. <laughs> and it's good to establish that border um, because it's not fair. Obviously, you know, we don't want to say it's not fair to punch him in the dick. But, I mean, even <laughs> if you did, he's wearing a six-inch buffer. Right. So, yeah, he's got a big diaper. You know, it's not fair. Oh, excellent. Um you know, we Billy and I both live in Florida, um, so this next tip may not apply to everyone. Um, but for me personally, I like to spend a lot of time outside. Being in Florida, of course, there's bugs, lots of bugs. There's uh, mosquitoes, and um, I've tried the citronella. I've tried the you know the zapper. I've tried uh, you know starting a campfire. I've tried all of it. You know, with bug sprays, 
And uh, what works best for me is it's pretty simple. There's no chemicals. It's a fan. Yep. So we have a couple of box fans on the back porch, and when we go out there, we have a we have them blowing on our legs and blowing on our uh, you know body. <clears throat> and just a really light breeze keeps the mosquitoes from landing. So the bugs are still there. Yeah. But they're not able to like land on you. So um, uh, that was a pretty good tip uh, that I read about. Um, doing the fans and we've we've done that for a while now and it, it works really well well here's another thing i'm wondering that if it if it would actually work i've never tried it granted so don't take this as gospel <laughs> and and run out and try it and, you know and cover yourself in it and dump it jump into a uh, a mosquito hive if that even exists uh, <laughs> if that's a thing i uh, found out recently that uh, the brominated vegetable oil that is uh is in Things like Mountain Dew, Gatorade, and Powerade are finally starting to phase it out. You know, you find it in most of your sodas and stuff like that. Uh, I recently found out that it's a fire retardant. So I was, I'm, you know, thinking, so this whole time, you know, you worry about falling in a campfire or something. If you're coated in Mountain Dew, I think you're safe. You know, dip your shoes in Mountain Dew, suck them through, walk right through the fire, you're fine. I wonder... If it also works as a mosquito repellent, coat yourself in the uh, the Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Powerade or Gatorade with the the brominated vegetable oil, and number one, see if they're even attracted to it. They might go, "Holy shit, that guy's crazy." Uh, that stuff's nasty. I'm not touching that. Or maybe they try to stick to it and slide right off. Who knows? But it could be worth a shot. If not. You're, you're probably a safer bet with the with the fans, though. Like I said, this is purely, you know, just in theory. I haven't tried it. Don't take it to the bank. Uh, don't give it a shot until I try it and, and let you know for sure, which is probably never going to happen. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, excellent. Okay, so speaking of uh, not using Mountain Dew as a mosquito repellent, uh, one of the things we like to do, Devin and I, when we're sitting around having beers, you know, with the gang, is play a game called uh, How Many Beers Would It Take For You To... And you just come up with some wild, zany shenanigans uh, that you wouldn't necessarily normally do sober. Uh, normal people, that is. Some people would do these things sober because they're just crazy. So uh, the first one I have for you, Devin, is... Uh, how many beers would it take for you to coach yourself in Mountain Dew and run through a fire, knowing that the brominated vegetable oil is indeed a fire retardant? A fire retardant. So douse myself in a fire retardant soda and then run through a fire. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's probably in the eight beer range for me. Eight beers. Eight beers, because I feel like... I probably wouldn't do it sober, just because soda's so sticky. Yes. Uh, running through the fire is not the hard part for me personally. Cause I I like I don't mind it. Because you're just a bad mofo. Right. Yeah. I, that's that's okay. But uh, it's the soda, so I'm, I'm going to say eight. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I would I probably put myself at uh, give me a twelve pack, and it would only take that much because I would I would have to justify it with my wife who gives me. Grief for <laughs> when right. I get really drunk and do stupid yeah. things. Babe, I had 12 beers. So, what do you expect me to yeah, do? Yeah, I, I would have to be 12 in, and you know that way I can go, listen, you know how I get when I'm super drunk. 
when I got when I'm twelve beers down, I like to run through fires you know, coated in soda. I don't drink as often as we used to do back in the day, so twelve beers, right. I'm just pew, oh, yeah, I'm going. That's why I said eight. Yeah, I'm done. So at that point, I think I can I can justify a tour with baby. Know how I get when I'm really drunk. It just happens. Billy, how many beers would it take for you to fight a complete stranger? Fight a complete stranger. Well, I well, let's see. It would depend on what their face looks like. Because if it's the right looking face, I might just do it for just a couple beers. But the average person starts to get a little chippy. Yeah, the uh, the average person, I would say, uh, you see, I'm not really a violent drunk. I don't think I may have had one incident way back in my old days. You know, my jail days. <laughs> right, I but gotcha. um, I'm not really a violent person, so I would say I'd probably have to be. You Back know, in the 12 neighborhood? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to be pretty well gone. I would say probably 18 or more. Oh, wow, okay. I just Because I'm just not that type of drunk. I mean, you've been around me. I, I yeah. love everybody when I'm drunk, you know? Yep. I'd be asleep after 18 beers. Yeah, so, I mean, how many How many do you think it would take you? Um, It would probably take me uh, 10 ice beers. Natty ice. Uh, Natty, Keystone, whatever. Yeah, I could see uh, that. Ten ice That's beers. That's the uh, falling down the stairs. Yeah, yep, crying and... <laughs> Wetting your pants beer. <laughs> yep, that's the one. That's probably where I need to be. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yep. Okay, so then... Uh, ten ice beers over two hours. <laughs> four yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah I'd say of ten of those over six hours even, and I'm still gone, because that's just... That's a rough beer, you know? Yeah, it's very emotional for me. <clears throat> okay, so this is... Uh, now that we've discussed just fighting random people that you don't know... <laughs> This is where we're going to get really edgy. Uh, how many beers would it take for you to uh, tell your wife, Jen, that she's looking like she's put on some weight, that she's fat? <laughs> Picked up a couple LBs. Yeah. Um, for me to point out a muffin top on my wife, who does not have muffin tops, uh, she's she's probably about 113 pounds, five foot nine. Very attractive woman. Yes. Um, but if I was going to... Let the record state that she is by no means <laughs> fat. Uh, she's definitely a smoking hot blonde. Uh, but uh, for the sake of playing a, a fun game assertive. like this. For me to point out um, a make-believe muffin top, uh, I'd probably have to be uh, 10 to 12. I'll say 11. Let's just split the difference called 11 beers. Okay. And I would... I would probably say that to her. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'd be in trouble for several days. Well, I was going to say, you might say it and, like, run the other direction. Probably or attempt sex from me for a while. Yeah. Um, so, it'd have to be totally worth it. Like, maybe even more beer. I'm going to say 11. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I can honestly say that uh, I have done it sober. Not your wife, my wife. Oh, good. Um, you know, you get the, the... Every guy gets the question, you know, babe... Do these pants make me look fat? And of course, I have, being the smart ass that I am, responded with, "Sweetheart, it's not the pants that make you look fat. It's your, it's your ass. It's your fat ass." Uh, to which <laughs> she, now, you, she's also very attractive. Yes, she's um, very tall. Uh, so, she is at most one thirty-five, but being almost six feet tall. Yeah, I was going to say, damn near six feet. Yeah, it's in all the right places. I can't complain. <laughs> Uh, so I agree. clearly, when in a non-creepy way, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, clearly, when I when I joke with her about her being fat, uh, I have a bigger gut than she does. So, and I don't really have a gut. 
Um, <laughs> how many beers would it take me to call your wife fat? Uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm afraid of how your wife would react. I'm afraid she might try to stab me, so I'd have to be really drunk, but just not quite drunk enough that I could actually turn and run the other way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You have to be drunk enough that you can head fake and, uh, you know, because, put the s- stiff arm. Yeah, and this would be assuming, obviously, that Jen is drinking with us, and oh yeah, uh, Jen is very sprightly when she's been drinking. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't lose a touch. Turn down for what? Exactly. <laughs> um, Billy, how many beers would it take for you to wear a Yankees t-shirt? I'd rather kill myself. I don't know that she could feed me enough beer. I think so. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah, kidney I, failure, liver failure. I think I would have to be in a hospital bed, getting my stomach pumped, and someone would have to sneak in and throw it on Charcoal. real quick, and then go, oh, "Gotcha, fucker!" and then take off. <laughs> Take a picture. Yeah. Okay. So it would okay. have to be a situation like that. I think I just I can't justify it. I mean, you know me. I'm I'm born and raised. The Red Sox run in my blood, so it's like right. Uh, we have the one cousin who's a Yankees fan. We don't know how it happened, and uh, he would probably be the one. I'd be getting my stomach pumped, you know, completely blackout drunk, and he'd be the one like, to come in and go, "Ha! See, I told you, you're a Yankee fan." An alcohol-induced coma. Yes, okay. exactly. So that's like 100 beers. Of course, at least, at least. <laughs> at least 100 beers. That's if Possibly I can't keep going after that. Jägermeister mixed in there. Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, for me, it's not a big deal. Um, I don't really care that much, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I'm a Rays fan, but only during the summer. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Because that's all the sports that's really on. Yeah, definitely. Um, my wife is a Yankees fan. Her sisters are Yankees fans, so I put up with it. I know I don't own any Yankees paraphernalia, uh, but I do put up with it, and it wouldn't be a big deal for me to wear one because I'd probably get laid wearing it. So, true story. True story. All right. So, the last one I have for you. Again, we're getting racy here. Uh, <laughs> how many beers would it take you to uh, tell your wife that her sisters, either of them or both, are hotter than she is. Uh, let's see. Um, if that were the case, um, I would certainly keep it to myself. Um, <laughs> a good answer. I would, say, <laughs> I, I would say, for the case of, you know, you got to put a number on it, um, I would say, now, if they were standing right there, probably six. If... It was just the two of us, 20. At least. Yeah. Definitely. Because if they were standing right there, I could kind of get away with, like, halfway flirting, yeah. like, kind of saying it. Like, oh, this is the attractive one. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm drunk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're looking good tonight, huh? Better yeah, than exa- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, I married the wrong one. You know, ho, 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 <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's probably in six range. But if it was just the two of us, uh, 20 plus. Definitely, definitely. I I would have to uh, I'd have to go with the Yankee answer. Like uh, I would have to be passed out, you know, <laughs> alcohol poisoning, drunk. Uh, uh-huh. I would think just you know, if I were to say this, even I, if I were to say it joking, sober, she would laugh it off and go, "Ha ha, you're such a dick." Uh, <laughs> if I were drunk and being ignorant, which I've done from right. time to time nasty. drunk. I've, I've done that uh, too myself. I'd either be in the hospital getting my stomach pumped, 
or getting my head stitched after being beaten with random objects around the house. <laughs> getting stitches. Exactly. Fantastic. So, you know, I would have to say, uh, if I'm going to get it in, I might as well be hospitalized for the stomach pumping. And then I can say, look, babe, you know, I didn't know what I was saying. I was hammered drunk. You know how I get when I've been drinking a lot. Oh, I get baby. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be one of those kind of situations. Uh, Billy, how many beers would it take for you to chug a carton of day-old coffee? Oh. Oh, man. Our good friend Mike Harding. It would be uh, Mr. Crambone. Crambone Mr. USF, Crambone. I believe, on Twitter. Uh, if you want to go follow him, he's very unexciting. Um, <laughs> I uh, he, I don't he will not tweet you dick pics, so you're in good shape it, there. It's true. Um, Billy and I did see him naked one time. <laughs> that brought about the infamous chain belt. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> I you know I can't say I can really put a number on it, only because I'm not really a coffee person. So it's like okay. I, I can't say that I would for sure do it at a certain point because I just. I don't drink coffee. It's I not, gotcha. I've, I don't know that I've ever even really had a full cup of coffee. I may have had a sip here or there. It's just, I, it doesn't do anything for me. I'd rather chug a Mountain Dew and then run through a fire. You know? <laughs> I live off this stuff at work. I mean, it's like, I don't know if I drink coffee at work just so that I can get up and walk away from my desk for a minute or if it's because I like coffee. So uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Like, smokers probably smoke just so they can walk outside and yeah. have an excuse, but... They really like smoking. Is it did that addict? I don't know. I don't smoke, so. Um, and I, I had actually wrote down one more. Okay. Uh, Billy, uh, how many beers would it take for you to send a dick pic? Not to me, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could send it to me. Oh lordy, I don't. I've know. never done it to be honest with you. Like I just, uh, I never got into it. I think we're older than the sending dick pics uh, generation. Yeah, I'm 34. How old are you? 32. I am gonna 31. be 30 in a couple months. Oh shit! You're 20. You're just a baby. Yeah, I'm a, a spring chicken. Then. You know. <laughs> um, but I think I think that was that's after us. Like when you know, I remember, oh, remember yeah. my first camera phone. But see, so. you can't say you're too old. Brett Favre is out there sending dick pics. <laughs> so Brett Favre. I mean, he he was doing that at like what 44, 45. So I, I guess you can't really ever say you're. You're too old. I think it, cool. you have to have a certain mindset, and I don't. I, I've never done it, so I don't honestly. I don't know what it would take. Um, like, like if your wife was like texting you, like, "Babe, send me a pic of your dick. Send me a pic of your dick," and you're like, "No, babe, no, babe," and then like X number of beers later, she says, "Come on, please," and you're like, "Yeah, all right." Where are we at? I would say. And this would be under the circumstance that we've been, you know, say I'm out of town for business or something. Right, exactly, yep. Uh, and it's it's been a couple of weeks or something like that. Um, let's see. I would have to be at least a case in, I think. Okay. Because it, it just, it's not a confidence issue. I'm okay with my beautifully skinny body. <laughs> um. I just it seems like they have big wieners. It seems strange to me to take a picture of your of your manhood and then send it yeah. you know over the phone. It just Right, I, like I don't I don't, I don't know, see like I was like 
hand my phone off to someone and be like, "Oops, that's my dick." <laughs> you weren't supposed to see Sorry. that one. <laughs> Let's just swipe to you the. You don't right act real like quick. you're not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I it would take at least a case. I think. Ah, uh, uh, I think if my wife called me and said, "Send me a picture of your wiener." Uh, four. Fuck it. Four. Sorry for cursing. Four. Okay. Yeah. As, you know, for just for her, I mean, because probably what I would do is uh, in exchange, like yes. send me a picture of your boobs. Of course. And obviously I would send you a picture of my dick, but I'm not just going to send it to you so you can just like, show it to your buddies and laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. I need some collateral. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> so, um,. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely play some more of these uh, in another episode. We have a couple of other games we like to play when we're uh, just sitting around. So make sure you uh, come back and check it out. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have more. How many beers? Uh, how much money would it take <laughs> for you to do cost? something? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the uh, marry one, bang one, kill one. It's always a fun game, interesting game, especially yeah. when you have three options that are. Uh, Less than uh, desirable. Let's just say you that. Know, the uh, celebrity bang list that you and your spouse have. That's always a good one. You know, the five celebrities you're allowed to have extramarital sex with. I um, have like 25. Heather doesn't know it, but I have at <laughs> uh, least right. 25. Well, at least the, whichever one's uh, whichever one's around is the one that's on my yeah, list. Whichever one I happen to bump into while I'm walking <laughs> down the street in Los Angeles, but, you know. Yep. Living the absolutely. Playboy lifestyle. It's just how it goes. So uh, um, yeah, we will. Uh, what we'll do is uh, we will get these questions and uh, we will play some of these games on Twitter as well. Uh, that would be BDSM Show. I believe I said that right. BDSM, yeah, BDSM Show, show. Uh, which that stands for Billy and Devin Talk Sports and Manliness. Not what you were thinking it was, you sickos. Uh, when you are searching that, be careful. When I created the handle. There was at least three or four other Twitter handles that started with BDSM. No, don't be so, Just search it right at work. It's not yeah. a big deal. The search history, yeah. IT won't even care. I would don't say, know exactly what you're talking I about. I would say just to be safe, Google it at work. Google, and, Google images BDSM show. Yeah. And you'll probably, the first picture will be of me and Billy shotgunning beers. Absolutely. I would imagine that's and, uh, probably the first picture. And uh, if you so happen just, to search, you know, just the text... Click on every every link that comes up, the first ten links, and one of them's got to be the show, right? It's got to be. So, I mean, we're that's our show. Yeah, so. you'll be safe. It'll be safe. Uh, your bosses won't think anything of it. They'll be like, "Hey, I'm you. into BDSM too, man. I didn't know you were a listener." <laughs> nice, come over. I'm gonna need you to work on Friday, Saturday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's uh, we'll get on the Twitter machine and we will uh, pose these questions to our followers. Uh, we may play back and forth between each other. Uh, Devin at the time is probably going to use just the show handle. I also have my Twitter handle, which is the Billy Bosox. That's at the Billy Bosox. Uh, also, if you want to email us, tell us we sound like a holes, we sound like nerds, we sound like dorks, we suck, and we should stop doing this and, and never make another episode again. The email you can get us at is billyanddevo.show at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to uh, our interactions with our listeners. Um, we can't wait to get this ball rolling. Hey, thanks for listening. See you guys next time. <laughs>